Have you ever discovered a co-worker's salary? How did it affect you? It can be deeply destabilizing. Uh, there are good reasons that officers issue their pay slips in sealed envelopes. Knowing the wages of fellow laborers can inspire volatile jealousy and tear a workplace apart. Jesus tells a story just like that in Matthew chapter 20. But as we think about this potential for jealousy, uh, we must ask, why would it tear apart human cultures, human societies, even human workplaces? Well, human beings are incurable rancors. We constantly assess ourselves against others. There is within us a deep-seated feeling that I am not okay, and we seek to drown out its intolerable voice by shouting, but I'm not as bad as him, and I certainly deserve more than her. To use the technical term, we are committed to an intensive and almost unceasing program of self-justification. As we queue up for life's blessings, we keep a nervous eye on our own position, and we try desperately to get ahead, and we feel outraged if we have to go to the back of the line. But while we jostle for the front, the judge of the world shows up in last place, and he flips everything around, and he says, over here guys, the front is the back, and the back is the front. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. It is a sword thrust right through the heart of our self-justification. And how do those who are at the front of the queue feel? Well, here's one way that Jesus describes it in Matthew chapter 20 from verse 1. Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Well, because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Here's a question. As you, as you listen to this story, into whose shoes do you naturally place yourself? I mean, most, most church folk see themselves as the, the hardest working laborers. And we've borne the, the, the burden of the work and the, and, the, and, the, and the heat of the day. And so we cry, it's unfair. 
And these, these cries of unfair from this story, they resonate with us, even if we might never be so bold as to voice such a grumble. But actually, that's not who we are in the story. If we are Gentiles, I'm a Gentile, I'm a non-Jew, <clears throat> then if we are Gentiles, we are those who are standing around doing nothing all day. That's, that's who we are in the story. And we've been passed over for generations and generations while God establishes His vine, Israel. We have been invited in at the last minute, at the 11th hour, and then we've been lavished with all the blessings of Abraham. I need to realize I am not the hard-working laborer in this story at all. I'm the Johnny-come-lately upstart who is handsomely rewarded. So really, it doubly reveals my self-justification. I've actually worked some of the shortest hours, and still I'm tempted to feel cheated. How deep our sense of entitlement runs. But here is the rock on which our self-justification is dashed. The goodness of Jesus. Because here is a stunning truth. Any who grumble against the judgment of Jesus will find themselves grumbling against his generosity. Jesus says in verse 15, Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own mercy? Or are you envious because I'm generous? You know, the, the, the denarius was a perfectly reasonable day's wage. If these grumblers had never known about their neighbor's pay, if they'd never peeked into the pay slip, well, they wouldn't even think to complain. But they don't want just pay. They want more pay than others. And Jesus puts his finger on their problem. It's, it's their envy. They want to be rewarded and vindicated as better than others. But the Lord refuses to play along. He, he wants to be generous. And so he makes a show of his equal generosity to all. He doesn't quietly lavish the undeserving with grace. He doesn't do it off in a corner. He publicly does it. He is declaring to all that generosity is the very atmosphere of his kingdom. Therefore, self-justification is out. There can be no murmuring, no entitlement spirit, no ranking in Christ's kingdom. While we jostle for the head of the queue, Jesus shows up at the back. He shows up as the lowest of the low. He suffers and he serves and he bleeds and he dies. The most shameful death. And he, the servant, is vindicated as Lord. The last became first. He made the back of the queue into the front. Meantime, all those clambering to the front find that it leads only to further jealousy, backbiting and the gnashing of teeth. So what should we do? It's obvious, isn't it? We should give up the self-justification, give up trying to push to the front of the queue, give up the comparisons, give up the competition. Look again to the kind of king that Jesus is, the kind of king who showed up as the lowest of the low. His kingdom runs on mercy, not merit. So don't despise the generosity of Jesus. Depend on it.